even though I was going to school getting education, the influence of my environment and the influences of media basically still laid out a platform for what I was supposed to be or where I fit. Right. And so as I evolved and I went to college, I mean, I went to high school, um, I began to learn that a lot of the things that we learn in media is bullshit. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory, MD. See you there, there. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. It's Dr. G and we are back for another episode of The Amazing Place where you learn how to face your fear and emerge victoriously. Today we have Lacey and Lacey is going to tell us all about what she's up to and who she is. Hi, good to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Lacey C. Clark, Lacey C. Clark, and I am an advocate for self-love and a personal empowerment for women and girls globally. And um, I love this concept of, you know, being fearless and stepping into, you know, what fearless freedom means. And so I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So you have to let, let the audience know who you are, what you're up to, that all of that. Okay, so yeah, so I am, my company is called Sister Sanctuary. Um, again, I do personal empowerment with young women and girls around the world. Um, I've spoken, I'm a speaker. I do workshops, seminars, summits, in reference to an edifying self-love and helping young women um, and women understand what it is to be, I guess, keeping fear from themselves and being all that they can be phenomenal everywhere, phenomenally them, all of that good stuff. Awesome. So how did you get started with this work? Um, so I actually grew up as an insecure teenager in North Philadelphia and Philadelphia, and um, I didn't quite understand my value and worth, didn't understand what I had to offer the world and specifically in a heavy media climate, they tell you as a, you know, a brown skinned black girl, your value and worth is very little, um, and you're not enough, you're not filling the blanks about what enough means in that era, um, and so I struggled and in that struggle, you know, I made a lot of unhealthy decisions and choices and, you know, wanted validation from people outside of myself and all those things. And then um, I got to a point where I discovered who I was as I grew and I start to love myself and value myself, value my image, value my, my, uh, my contributions and my gifts. And from there, um, I saw that there were girls who were coming up after me who were struggling in the same way. And so ultimately I decided to say, well, how can I give back and how can I help them kind of um, uh, know that there's a, a path, not to say easier path, but a path that can be fulfilling for them and they don't have to struggle in the same ways that are generational, specifically for Black folks in, in America. Okay, yeah. So it must have been, um, it must have been pretty intense uh, 
for you, having gone through that rougher road to be able to turn around and then go back and face those same, let's call them demons and help somebody else. How, how did you manage to do that? Mm, I think, you know, looking at, like when you look at yourself, the whole concept of what I stand on is self-love. And so I think looking at self and getting freedom from those things that kept you in bondage or kept you, you know, weighted down or kept you in a box, if you will, so to say, um, when you learn to get freedom from that, I think it's easier just to talk about that journey because that journey um, is, it's a part of you, but it doesn't define you. And so I think that's the biggest piece is, is, I wouldn't say it was, I think the journey of getting free is the biggest weight <laughs> or getting freer. And then I think that once you get freer, then sharing that story becomes lighter and lighter because that um, weight is not weighing you down anymore. Okay. Okay. And how did you, how did you get to the point where you felt like you were confident? Like what were some of the things that you did that brought you there? Mm. So one is recognizing my gifts and talents, um, knowing that I had a shine, had a sauce, <laughs> had a phenomenality that was important to me and that became valuable to other people. One of that was uh, speaking or learning how to communicate well. That was one I actually went to school for theater. And so in going to school for theater and, and studying arts, I basically kind of honed that craft of communication. And so learning that I could actually do that really well made me feel proud to be able to have a gift to offer the world. And so in then offering that gift and having that opportunity to share that gift, I began to get more confidence. Um, they say it was that confidence comes from um, you knowing that you can actually come to the world with a gift and share it. And so I think I found that. Once I found that, I felt better about who I was. That's one, one of the ways that I kind of overcame um, the insecurities and the things that I had going on when I was younger. Now, how did you get introduced to the theater? Um, I went to performing arts. So I went to a place called Freedom Theater in Philadelphia, for those who know Philadelphia. Uh, it was a black performing arts uh, school. And basically the int intention was to not only just learn about arts and culture, but more so confidence and confidence building. And so um, that was something that was actually in my neighborhood. So I actually lived in North Philly. I'm from North Philadelphia. And Freedom Theater was in my neighborhood, but it was actually had global recognition. It was really powerful in terms of um, the type of artist it raised. Um, but it was actually in North Philly. And and so it was something that you knew about, but some people didn't access it because it cost a lot of money or money for that community, if you will. And so ultimately my father was one of the people who definitely um, put, invested in me at a young, a, a young age to say, hey, you know, put her on stage or put her, you know, give her something to do that's actually constructive and progressive. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. And then, so, so you, you've been, you were exposed in high, this is high school, right? It's a high school program or is it a college oh, program? Oh, no, no, no. It's, well, high school and college. So basically it's college bound girls. Okay. So mm -hmm. your, your, your dad saw, saw spark in you. He saw where you, um, no, oh, no, you mean, oh, did you mean, oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about with, um, the freedom theaters that we're speaking about. Yeah. Cause um, I, I actually I like, how, child, how did you get in, in, oh, young child. So this is yes, like a six, elementary six school. Yes. Okay. Got it. So this is this a, like a separate program or is it yes. an actual school, like a magnet no. school? As a, so I actually did go to a magnet school as well, but Freedom Theater was a actual after school weekend program. 
I see. Okay, gotcha. So, yes. so dad saw uh, sparking you, and he got you into this theater, like extracurricular program, and yes. that helped to build your confidence. And yes. so now, so now you mentioned before though that, um, so so that was so you basically were able to figure out early on what your gift was, right? Because you 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 had this uh, this training all along. Not really. No, not really. I would say that that was something that I actually learned that strengthened me. But of course, along the growing years, 14, uh, 13, 15 in high school, trying to still figure out who you are, you know, where you, how do you feel beautiful in your social environment? Like all those things didn't come together until later on in my life. So I would say later on, like um, high school, I would say maybe sophomore, junior year, these things came together. However, I always had this gift that was actually honed that I didn't know was a gift, that I didn't know was a shine until I was able to embrace it myself. I see. So was there an event that occurred so you said that, you know, the epiphany happened later on, right? So it didn't mm-hmm. happen. You didn't realize what you had as mm-hmm. a child, you know, even mm-hmm. though it's being nurtured along the way by your mm-hmm. dad sending you mm-hmm. to this, this institution. Um, but like you got to that point where in high school or somewhere around there where you had an epiphany. So what was that thing? Like, what was it? Because it had to be something that like made you realize, okay, I don't care what the media is saying about me. I don't care what my peers are saying about me. You know, I, I'm, I am unique. I'm special. Like there was something that prompted that. So a lot. So I'm good. No, I'm saying it's something that prompted that awakening, you know? So what I'm, what I'm saying is over the course of my life, um, there was, so I, a lot of what I do is really spark from how media affects the minds of people, specifically young women and girls. Um, and so media was very, very powerful in my life. I mean, the images that I consumed with hip hop, especially at that time, hip hop, music videos, rap lyrics, all of those images and this, in this, these promptings had negative things to say about girls like me, right? And so even though I was going to school getting education, the influence of my environment and the influences of media basically still laid out a platform for what I was supposed to be or where I fit, right? And so as I evolved and I went to college, I mean, I went to high school, um, I began to learn that a lot of the things that we learned in media is bullshit. Excuse my French. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So when I got clarity of that, when I started to read about my history, when I started to read about my culture, when I started to understand about the power of Black women, when I started to understand my own power, like this is when the, the epiphany came about because I learned that the things that I was taught based on uh, colorism, based on, um, you know, classism, based on, you know, racism, I mean, all these isms that we can put together and, and talk about how these things affect individuals. I feel like um, when I learned that a lot of these things were lies or actually taught to keep people suppressed, that's when I got free. I see. See, this is what I was trying to get at. Because <laughs> I was trying to understand like, well, when did it happen? Because in, in, in our lives, right, whenever we are on a pathway of, you know, where we want to affect change, we have a very strong why, which it sounds like you do. There's always something that drives that. There's an event or there's a set of events or there's a time mm-hmm. when you had mm-hmm. a low or you had something that was traumatic or impactful that mm-hmm. directs you in this way. And so I was just trying to understand, like, where was that for you? Like, when was that? But it sounds like 
you um you were gradually coming to this point and then and then maybe once you started like having the interest in um the re- the reality and not like what is contrived by the environment and media um that was when you discovered that you're not like this this uh trope that's in the media right and right. then that was what kind of brought you to this point where you're like, well, I'm learning about this and I am also able to let others know that they're not a trope either. Right. Right. And so yes. this is, this is a thing, right? So it's like, we all have that moment. And then, and then, you know, there's some fear involved in that. Right. Because now, now you're like, okay, I recognize that I'm not that person that's on Instagram or whatever. Well, I guess for us, it was no Instagram. They pop. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like mm-hmm. that person that's in, I don't know, um, Team Beat. Or, I forget what it was. Like there's like rap magazines or whatever. Like I'm not that person, and or I'm not that person in in um. There really wasn't like a urban teen magazine, but anyway, there, no, there, there was just, a lot of. Go ahead, go ahead. I get your point. Was go there ahead, urban ahead, teen magazine? Yeah, yeah. The what was it called? Rap beat or something like that. I thought that was like a couple of beat. I can't remember what it was yeah, called. Yeah, anyway, it was a couple that of beat them. magazine, mm-hmm. whatever that was. And even the source you know, back then too. And the source, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, these magazines they have a very much a, a specific trope, right? It's like a misogynistic, right? It's Absolutely. very like hypersexualized woman or you Absolutely. know whatever objectified. So you know. And then, so you obviously look and you're like, what the heck? This is not real. I'm not like that. My friends aren't like that. Like, mm-hmm. where are these people? Who are these mm-hmm. people? Right. And, and so, but and then, then who's also crafting these people? Who's making these people up? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause well, the, tro- mm-hmm. the tropes are deliberate, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, exactly. there's, a, there's a whole other story behind that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, um, but then you have to say, to speak out against that. Right. So now you coming, you're basically coming out and you're speaking out against that. You're saying that trope is not who we are. Right. And, and so there has to be some fear along with that, right? Because you're not conforming whenever you don't conform, whenever you're saying something that is contrary to like, what's put out there, the popular opinion, there is fear. Right. Absolutely. So how did you how did you touch that, come in contact with that? And how did you like get around that, get through that, step over it? How did you deal with that? That's a great question. Um, I, the way I see it and, and you, broke, you broke it down clearly, but the way I look at it, it's like swimming upstream. It's like, you know, everybody's going downstream and you're like saying, OK, no, I'm going this way. Um, I think, you know, I don't know if it, I would say it was fear but I would say it's definitely effort it was and 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 I guess in that effort is that was heavy because it was like right everybody else is going this way this is what they say you should do this is how you you know you should show up if you want to be in in the in crowd if you want to be hip if you want to be down if you want to be you know and I was never really like the person that followed so I guess I was always kind of like a person that was like mm, I don't like that I want to do it this way like when everybody's wearing the red v-box I had the pink ones you know what I'm saying like that was like everybody had a certain kind of like you know hip-hop style I would get maybe a v-box but maybe a different color or I would kind of have my own way of kind of you know freaking it or whatever or putting it on so I think I always kind of had a different way of seeing things but I definitely think that there was a lot of effort in saying no and pushing back 
Um, but I think that when I actually did begin to speak out, when I first began, when I started my company, Sister Sanctuary, there were people who agreed with me. So I had support. It's like, yeah, that's a bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah I agree. Like that, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and at that time, which is so crazy today, like at that time when I started my company, like people were really, you know, just kind of getting over little Kim, right? And how mm-hmm. she came out on the scene and was like extremely explicit and like almost pornographic with her lyrics. Um, and it was like to say, you know, B and Ho and all that kind of stuff was like, oh my God, that's horrible. But now it's like commonplace, which is crazy because like I saw the arc of how it, we were like fighting against it. Like, no, this is crazy. We shouldn't be talking to each other like this. We shouldn't define women like this. We shouldn't, you know, and now it's just like, we accept it, you know? So it's even it's like scary. But anyway, the point is, Mm-hmm. To answer your point about fear, I think it was more so about it being weight that was like, I had to push through all like resistance, but then I had people that said, I agree with you and I want to support you. And so when they agree with me and they want to support me, it got lighter. I see. I see. Okay. Gotcha. Hey, it's Dr. G and I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. No, that's good. That's good. Right. Because I mean, you, you, you may not always think about that, but like your approach to something that seems like it at the time, it may be an insurmountable task that is very telling of not only your character, but also like it's an indicator for success. Right. Because most people, when they're faced with a brick wall, guess what? They're not going to grab a sledgehammer. They're just going to turn around and go the other way, right? Like the other people, you know, like yourself will Mm -hmm. be like, well, okay, it's a brick wall. Let's see, can I like look for a soft spot in it? Like, Mm -hmm. and then try to knock Mm -hmm. that part out and crawl through. Like, Mm -hmm. so this Mm -hmm. is the difference. And so when we recognize our fear and we actually like come up with an action plan, then we see success, right? I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. we're not talking about fears that require you to preserve yourself like you know like there's a cliff there don't jump off the cliff right you know that's a natural fear but you know your your approach to to making this happen for the young women in your community you know that is that's that's phenomenal right and your name is is in there it's in your name (laughs) right phenomenal everywhere Mm -hmm. and so you know that's really like the thing I mean and, and so if people are listening to you and if people are um, going to take even more um, drastic action to change the course of young women's lives, then they have to recognize that. 
they have to recognize that like it's not an easy thing to go against the grain and then absolutely not and then to continue doing it right because i mean you you just said like we are (laughs) there's so many things that have been normalized that we're just kind of like ah whatever you know you know like using the b word as like a kind of a camaraderie type thing Mm -hmm. and it's just like no not even a big deal and Mm -hmm. and 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 it's just like okay it, it the the um the intensity of of language sometimes um and and and, and i'm not gonna and in full disclosure i do listen to like gangster rap too so it's mm-hmm, not like mm-hmm. uh, i haven't mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know i mean in my mind though i am fully aware of mm-hmm. the context of the songs mm-hmm. right and so but mm-hmm. i think that in a young mind where there's not that um there's not that sophistication of thought because they just don't have a the experience or their frontal lobes is not developed well enough yet. Mm-hmm. They aren't able to. And mm-hmm. so they become influenced kind of subliminally. Right. And so this is, the, mm-hmm. this is the thing that's kind of dangerous. So mm-hmm. I love it that you're getting out there and you are working on changing the narrative. So now you got to tell us how exactly. So you mentioned speaking and you mentioned mm-hmm. the, the, um, the company, so you have to tell us like specifically, like, are there programs that people can enroll in? Is sure. there a way that they can get in contact with you sure. or like website, et cetera? Awesome. Awesome question. And yeah, you're right. Um, young people are definitely <laughs> influenced. And I definitely think that adults have, you know, choice. I definitely think that we still are influenced by what we consume, no matter what it is. But I definitely Absolutely. think that we have, we have, we have choice to say, you know, I know that I'm engaging in this and this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? We're young people. It's kind of like, this becomes my, my reality, my norm, my, my social reality. And I think that's a dangerous piece. Um, so yeah, so I have a program called Phenomenally You, which is the 8S empowerment program. And it takes this 8S's that walks young women through self-love process. And it helps them to not only be, you know, safe, smart, successful in college, but in life. And so it's called Phenomenally You. Once again, it's an 8S empowerment program. And um, that is available at www.phenomenally-u.com. The intention of the program was really to help women create alternative narratives within themselves um, so that they can actually navigate their world, whether their world is leaving high school or going to college or leaving college and going to life, but be to have a, a blueprint and a framework to really say, hmm, you know, I, mean? I could actually navigate my life with a lot more wellness and peace and health um, and, and joy. <laughs> so that's why I nice. developed Phenomenal You. Okay. And then so with Phenomenal, with that site, just because you might be listening to this, um, mm-hmm. is it is it Phenomenally Dash, dash Y-O-U or you as in just you by itself? You as in university. So phenomenal okay. universe, phenomenal gotcha. universe okay. is the concept. Yeah, yes. because if people aren't like Thank at the you. show notes, they can't um they can't tell and they'll go look and they will find it and they'll get frustrated. Okay. <laughs> so let's not get them frustrated. Let's get them to your site. You. Yeah, let's get them Thank there you. so they could they could be participants, you know, or supporters if not participants. Okay. And then um, so that is the program um mm-hmm. for the young ladies and then so for your company if you want to like reach out offer you support whatever how can they reach you oh thank you uh i'm on instagram lacy c clark my name l-a-c-e-y c c-l-a-r-k 
usually it comes with an explanation point, but they didn't give it to me on Instagram. Okay. So <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Awesome. 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 Yeah. No, that's good because um, it sounds like you're doing some incredible things and, you know, there are definitely people who are listening who are interested in, in that type of thing, you know, whether mm-hmm. it is support or whether it is referring people to you, you know, so that's why it's always good to, to kind of talk about these things. And, well, I want to be involved. I just wanna, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off. I just cut you off. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the whole thing about support is really, really powerful because like I said, once when I said, nah, like this is bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Somebody else say, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And that was, yeah, I agree. You know, definitely, you know, becomes energy. And even though the industry and the powers that be and the, and the machine that keeps creating this kind of chaos um you know there's a lot of there's a lot of impact that we did make for young women you know even when we first started to really be able to stand as leaders and actually make healthier impacts on their community as well so we definitely that de- you know move the dial <laughs> to some degree Good. that's what that's we, important we don't have the billion dollar budget it's the micro it is the micro businesses the micro um economies that make all the difference right because mm-hmm, sure. if you think about it if you have enough people i mean that's what that's how a lot of um when um i don't know if you've ever heard of kiva but it's like this um it's like a crowdsourced um kiva uh, kiva k-i-v-a it, it's, it's basically no. micro investments right so like you could give 50 dollars and it will help somebody who is in another country to support their oh, business yes. for like okay. a few months or something but but what i'm saying is like that just having that support, like you mentioned, even if it's on a small scale, what happens is you have now empowered somebody else to then empower them, you know, and those around them and their community. So you mentioned that leaders have come out of the program, right? You mentioned that. And, And that is a huge impact. So you know, having billions of dollars sometimes can be great. You know, I guess you could do a lot of stuff, but to be honest with you, if you just have like human power and you have like not a lot of money, you could still make a massive impact, probably sometimes more than the billions of dollars. So I would definitely celebrate every win that you have had because it is well-deserved, right? Yeah, I receive it. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, I guess what I was speaking to was more so the fact of like, you know, there's a machine that comes every year or that's, that's been around and established for a long time that constantly perpetuates certain things that are detrimental and, and damaging to our community specifically. Um, but I think in damaging in general, though. Um, and so I, what I'm saying is that that's the that is like the thing that is the the swimming downstream, you know, and all Absolutely. the people say, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. They are the ones that decide to go upstream. So it's like David and Goliath. But like you said, David made a major impact. Yes, <laughs> David did. took out Goliath. I down. I mean, yeah, it took out Goliath. With a so, stone. Yeah okay sure. so sure, absolutely yeah so, so yeah so you so so yeah so I received that thank you and also you know just knowing um what things constantly perpetuate you know these messages and images that young women specifically consume on a daily and then Instagram makes it even worse I mean like you know what I mean it's like before it's just kind of the music and you can turn it yeah, off and yeah now it's like 24 it's constant it's yeah. constant yeah it's nuts yeah. absolutely nuts Mm-hmm. Awesome. What a great conversation. And so now we're at that point where we're going to do a fill in the blanks. Are you ready? Ready oh, yeah. to fill in the blanks? I am. Okay. All right, cool. The first one is um to me fearless freedom means 
to me, fearless freedom means standing in your truth, being authentic, and being able to share your authenticity, authenticity in your truth with others. That's fearless freedom. Love it. And then the next one is, if I am fearless, I will. Mm. <sighs> if I am fearless, I will tell my truth. <laughs> I will tell my truth, no matter how hard it is. No matter how hard it is, I'll tell my truth. And be in integrity with myself. Yeah, that's definitely very important. Very important. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, my battle cry is. Love yourself. <laughs> All of yourselves. <laughs> Love you. Love you, love you, love you, <laughs> love you. <laughs> yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Lacey, for being here on the show and sharing your amazing program, Phenomenally Everywhere, Phenomenally, Phenomenally You. you. Yes. Um, definitely, um, you know, thank you for taking the time out to share and keep doing the amazing work that you're doing because you are making incredible, incredible impact. And it's very important. Thank you so much, Dr. V. I appreciate being here, being fearless and free. (laughs) I love it. All right. Awesome. (laughs) 